Well, the title this afternoon is The Authority of Ministry is Submission. The Authority of Ministry is Submission. And I got uh, one of these principles from Warren Wiersbe's book, uh, Ten Powerful uh, Principles for Ministry. Um, And as I was reading it, uh, I was reading this chapter. It was a fantastic chapter. And submission isn't a thing that a lot of people like. A lot of people don't even like the word submission. To the world, to the carnal, or to the spiritual babes, submission is looked at as a negative thing or is a bad thing. But it isn't so in the economy of God. And when it comes to ministry, we have to have a biblical perspective of ministry because a lot of times we we look at another ministry or look look at what god is doing in different ministries and we think that is success and not necessarily in god's eyes in second corinthians chapter 4 and verse 5 the apostle paul says for we do not preach ourselves but jesus christ as lord and ourselves as servants for Jesus' sake. That, that is well put. Whether it be pastoral service, whether you're a overseer, you're cleaning in the cleaning ministry, the hospitality, the high school, junior high, you're serving in administration roles, you're an usher, you're a greeter, you're a sound or tech or visual uh, assistant. If you're singing music, you're playing an instrument or if you're a new believer's instruction or you're part of the men's or or women's ministry or you're on the prayer team or you make cds or you stand at the information counter to help people and i hope i didn't leave anyone else out did i leave anyone else out no because i have you on my wall that's my prayer list You see, whatever service we do for the Lord, ministry is not about us. Ministry is not about us. As the word here in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 5 says, uh, for we do not, Paul said, we do not preach ourselves. And so whatever type of ministry we have, as the word of God stresses here, we do not fill in the blank there ourselves it's not about me but jesus christ is lord and that word lord is the word master he's my master and i'm submitting myself to him and ourselves it says here as servants for christ's sake i am a servant for christ's sake whatever my role and responsibility is here in the church my role and responsibility i am a servant I'm called to serve for Christ's sakes. You see, we are under shepherds. If you have your Bible, please turn to 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. And as Paul called the leaders, or Peter called the leaders to serve, we're going to read that real quick here. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 1 through 11. We have to notice some uh, and put some emphasis on 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 some of the words here. And Peter writes to the elders who are among you. I exhort 
who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God, which is among you. Taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre or money, but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive the crown of glory that shall not fade away. Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves to the elder, yes, and be subject to one another, and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Grace to the humble. So, the Bible, the stressing here is we're we're called to serve. And we're to do it eagerly because God entrusted us. And He also calls us to be an example to the flock. So, the main reason we are called in life of our our purpose in life is to glorify God. That is our chief purpose in living is to glorify God. Genesis chapter one, verse 26, we're created in God's likeness. So we're called to glorify God. And as leaders, we are all accountable to the Lord and to one another together as we serve Christ. Warren Wiersbe said, if people are submitted to the Lord, they will have no problem submitting to one another in the fear of God, as Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21. So God calls us to submit to one another. We're to submit to one another. It's a command. You know, our flesh, our carnal nature uh, doesn't like that word. The world doesn't like that world word. And we bring it in. We bring the attitude sometimes into the church. I don't want to submit. It's a dirty word. But we as leaders must have a right attitude towards the work of ministry. Warren Wiersbe in his book, Ten Principles for, Power, uh, for Powerful Ministry, said, In ministry, we, we, we sometimes tend to have some who want to become peacocks. Some are puppets and some are petty dictators. It might be refreshing to have a pastor or a leader with the heart of a servant. Warren Wiersbe continued to say, one of my professors used to remind us that a pastor must be a servant who leads and a leader who serves. You know, me and Pastor Joe were talking about the role of leadership the other day. And we have the same mindset when talking about leadership. A good leader must be a good follower. If you want to be a good leader... You need to be a good follower. Warren Wiersbe continued and he said, Ever since the fall of Satan, two wills have been at war in the universe, expressed in two opposite philosophies. The world's philosophy, take care of number one. Even if I have to walk on people to do it. But the Christian philosophy is... Submit to God's authority. Be a servant. 
and expect occasionally to be walked on by others. That's, that's tough. Take the role of a servant. He said Lucifer took the first route and became Satan, the enemy of God. Jesus took the second route and became a suffering servant of God who today is exalted king of kings. You see, the young artist develops his or her talent by submitting to the authority. He listens, he watches, and he learns. A successful athlete yields to the skill and wisdom of their coaches, and they do what they're told. The godly Christian submits to authority of Christ and the spiritual leaders in the church and seeks to build the church by being a servant. We're called to be servants. And as servants, we are called to be likewise Christ-like. Servants who risk the danger of the battlefield. To bring aid to the wounded. We're going to be wounded. But we're called to bring aid to the wounded. We're called as leaders to bring leadership to the godly. And we're called to love in difficult situations. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 10, always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. You see, we must die to self in ministry. It's not about me. I have to die to myself in ministry before I see any evidence of the resurrected power in my life. I have to die sometimes. And I have to wait and watch for the power of, the God, of God to work in our hearts. We as leaders must be in unity, in harmony with God and each other to fully be blessed and empowered for service. Let me read that again. We as leaders must be in harmony with God and each other to be blessed and empowered for service. You know, look at the book of Acts. It shows us that the church was of one accord multiple times. They were in prayer. They were in fellowship. They were breaking bread. But we still see they had problems. You go to chapter 6. The leadership had problems. It wasn't a perfect church because there is no perfect church. There's no perfect leaders. But we see they had problems and fires and discord among them in, in Acts chapter 6. And at times, uh, at these times, the remedy was to pray and to seek out those who had good reputations, who were filled with the Holy Spirit. So those are things I need to have. I need to be a man of prayer. We need to be leaders who pray. Our reputation is important as well. And we need to seek wisdom. God's wisdom. We need to be in the word. And James chapter 3 speaks on wisdom. Because we need biblical wisdom, spiritual wisdom. Because again, there's two philosophies. And James chapter 3 speaks on wisdom. He says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct 
that his works are done in meekness and in wisdom. But he goes on to say, but if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not come descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. For wherever envy and self-seeking exist, confusion in every evil thing is there. James 3.13 through 18. But the wisdom, he says, that is from above is first pure. Then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without hypocrisy and without, without partiality. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Make peace. James chapter 3, verses 13 through 18. Warren Worsby said, A concerned shepherd knows that the first step towards victory is his own submission to the Lord and to his people. Ministry simply means service. Ministry simply means service. Ministry. So, biblical ministry is serving God by, murder, uh, by ministering to His people. we got to remember the Lord's words. As you did it to the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. So the people we serve sometimes can be unruly and difficult. And, and even with our, amongst ourselves, we can be unruly and difficult. And we see Jesus and His own apostles, the same thing. They had issues, but they finished well. Remember the words of the Lord as you go through difficulties in ministry. But as you did to the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. We're, Paul suffered hostilities in ministry, and we are too. We're going to have we're going to have those those times. Remember uh, Paul on the road to Damascus? You know, look at the first century Christians. They were persecuted. But in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 24 through 25, Paul, who gets converted and becomes a, a teacher to the Gentiles, said, A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all. We should not quarrel, but be gentle to all. Able to teach. Then he says, patient. Be patient. In humility, correcting those who are in opposition. If perhaps God will grant them repentance so that they might know the truth. So conduct, character, submission to the word. Warren Worsby says... In matters of leadership, gentleness is not weakness. It's power under control. We need to pray that we would have gentleness and that we would exercise power under control. It's power directed towards the healing of God's people and not harming them. The way we treat each other And the way we treat God's people is very important. 
Warren Worsby said it is unfortunate that some uh, church leaders start acting like children whenever they think somebody is threatening their territory or trying to take away their toys. Perhaps that's why the Lord led Paul to use the word uh, in that word correcting, which refers to training of a child. You see, the church is a family. And one of the secrets of, of success of pastoral leadership is to treat people in the church as family members. We need to treat the people as family members. So, you know, when people come into your home, do, do you greet them? Or do the people know you? <laughs> or do we just know our little group? You know, we need to love the people. And greet the people. And care for the people. And go through the difficulties with people. We are instructed by in Scripture in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. It says, do not rebuke an older man. Again, a family role. Do not rebuke an older man harshly, Paul wrote. But exhort him as a father. Treat young, bro- young men as brothers. Older women as mothers. And younger women as sisters. With absolute purity. So you, you see how the Bible instructs us to be a family? Submitting to one another. Loving one another. Caring for one another. Being an example to one another. Warren Wiersbe said, when we submit to the Lord and make ourselves available for him to use us as he wishes, as he wishes, the burdens of then the burdens of ministry rest upon him and we could trust him with ourselves and our future. Second Corinthians chapter six, verses three through four says, We give no offense in anything that our ministry may not be blamed is the way Paul described it. But in all things, we commend ourselves as ministers of God in much patience, in tribulations, in needs, in distress, by purity, by knowledge, by long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit and by sincere love. You see, Paul was simply practicing the lordship of Jesus Christ in his life. A costly experience, but a necessary one for building the church. So number one, no offense in anything. Lord, am I causing people to stumble? That's that's why I have to take a heart check. Am I causing people to stumble? Number two, am I patient? Am I patient with God's people and God's servants? Because number three, it says we're going to have tribulations, but am I doing the right thing in the tribulation? You know, I'm going to have conflict, but am I handling it right? Am I handling it biblically? I need to pray. I need to seek the word. Number four, in needs, in ministry, there's going to be needs. 
Am I available to step up and meet those needs? When the need arises, that's when we will see, am I a true servant at His beckoning when He needs me? Do we handle ourselves as servants at God's beckoning for His glory and not for our enjoyment? Because we see through the Scriptures, ministry wasn't for the person's enjoyment, but it's for God's glory. I'm serving because to bring glory to God, not to fulfill something here. You know, I'm not getting in ministry to fulfill my need. If I'm doing, I'm getting in ministry to fulfill my need, you're in ministry for the wrong reason. It's to glorify God. But he says, in distresses, anguishing seasons, we're going to have anguishing seasons. And, and we need to pray. We need to hang on. God's doing a work in those anguishing seasons. I need to let him have his perfect work in me. Lord, I don't know what you're doing, but you're doing something in me. Lord, have your way in me. Teach me. But he says, in offenses, in patience, in tribulations, in need, in distresses. But number one, by purity. Lord, give me a pure heart. I'm praying, Lord, give me a pure heart. Give us a pure heart. Give, give us a sincere love. Number two, by knowledge. I need to have biblical knowledge to ha- handle situations and difficulties. And knowing, I like the acronym MILK. Missing information and limited knowledge. A lot of times I'm going through difficulties and I have missing information, limited knowledge. But he doesn't. So I have to go to him and ask him because he doesn't have missing information. He has limited knowledge. So I need to to communicate with him to ask how to handle things. How to trust him in difficult seasons. But it says right here that the third principle there is was by long suffering. And as Christians and as leaders, sometimes we don't like long-suffering, seasons of long-suffering. It's a fruit of the Spirit. Lord, help me to suffer long. By kindness, number four. Kindness. Lord, let me have a kind heart. The heart of Christ. Not a bothered spirit. You know, you just think of the the ministry of Jesus and feeding of the all the all the people. It's like, Lord, send them away. We don't have enough to feed them. You know, it was late at night. It was it, it was it was a three days of ministry. And and he feeds them. He has compassion on them. We need to pray that we would look at God's people with compassion. They come in here needy and broken and difficulties, as well as you guys. You guys all have things going on in your life. You know, I have things going on in my life. So we need to pray for one another. And the fifth principle there is by the Holy Spirit. We need, we as God's servants, deaf, deaf, desperately, I know desperately, I need the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. 
Because a lot of times ministry we're doing on the on, on the carne, on the flesh. We're, we're, you know, we're, we're trying to make it happen. And, uh, you know, the Lord is showing me by the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit. And the sixth principle, by sincere love, love for God and love for his people. That's why I serve. Warren Worsby says pilots who submit to the authority of the laws of of aerodynamics can successfully fly their planes. Scientists who obey the basic laws of chemistry and physics will keep themselves from destroying themselves and destroying others. Physicians who submit to the laws that govern uh, medical science and the functions of the human body will promote health and well-being. And a Christian and to the Christian leader, if we submit to God's ways in ministry, they will work for us. But if we oppose them, they will work against us. You see, Warren Wiersbe said, ministers who submit to the Lord Jesus Christ will discover authority in their submission. We all submit to someone. I submit to someone. You know, I submit to you. I have to submit to you. I submit to my pastor. You know, even in his role, he has got people in his life where he doesn't, he has to make a decision. He asks for their, their input. We all submit to somebody. So a minister who submits to the Lord Jesus Christ will discover authority in submission. Not the, not in the authority of a of a dictator or an invincible general, but to the authority of one who said, "Who was it who said, I am meek and lowly of heart?" It's Jesus. I'm meek and lowly of heart. You see, Moses and David and Joshua, they were successful in their ministries when they were humble. But what happens to Moses as he's striking the rock? He gets emotional. He lashes out. It cost him a trip to the promised land. You could see it, but you can't go. How about David when he was humble? In ministry, slew a giant. God was glorified in his life. But when he became proud and carnal, we see a failure. And Joshua, you know, going around Jericho, you know, all they did was march. And then here comes, you know, and the walls fell. And then, oh, little AI. Oh, just little. We don't need. We don't need uh, a lot of troops. We could handle this. And what happens at AI? They get defeated, and it causes them to pray. As leaders, we are called to be examples to the believer by obeying God's will and serving God's people, and it's one of the highest honors possible in life. Warren Worsby said. He said. Why is it that God chose servant leadership as a pattern for his people to follow? There are many reasons. 
But this is certain. A servant leader, number one, a servant leader approach is the one that best glorifies God. So I want to glorify God. I want to have a servant leader's approach. Number two, it encourages spiritual growth of God's servants, of the rest of the servants. And number three, it meets the needs of God's people. So you see, success in ministry is not a personal goal of reaching the top. I've reached the top. If you're seeking to reach the top, you're going to fall. You know, success in ministry is not reaching a personal goal or reaching the top. It's being at the bottom. It's being at the bottom. It's being submissive. It's giving your life with submission in a humble way and lowly in service. Remember Jesus in Mark chapter 10, verse 35 through 34, when he was with James and and John, remember they came to him. It says, then James and John, the sons of Zebedee came to him saying, teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. And he said to them, what do you want me to do for you? They said to him, grant us that we may sit one on your right hand and one on your left in your glory. But Jesus said to them, you do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink of the cup that I drink and the, be baptized with the baptism of the that I am baptized with? Speaking of his death and resurrection. And they said to him, we are able. So Jesus said to them, indeed. You will indeed drink of the cup that I drink. You're going to die. All these guys got martyred. And be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and my left hand is not mine to give, but is for whom it is prepared. Then the ten, when they heard it, they began to be, they began to be greatly displeased with their brothers. James and John. But Jesus called them to himself and said to them, You know that those who are considered rulers over the Gentiles lord it over them. And their great ones exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be among you. But whoever desires to become great shall be your servant. And whoever desires to be first shall be slave of all. For even the Son of Man, Jesus, did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. And that's what we're called to do. We're called to submit as Jesus submitted to the Father. The church submits as unto the Lord. We'll close with this quote that Pastor Joe used this morning. God's word has promised that our trials will work blessings for us. First Peter chapter four, verse 12 through 13 says, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's suffering 
that when His glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. Trials are given, so don't fight them. Trials are given, so don't fight them. Submit to them. Submit to them. Afflictions cannot injure when blended with submission. So, you know, God has called us to submit to one another in love. So, um, encourage you, if you pray for those scriptures, uh, you know, we're head, heading into a new year. Um, praise the Lord, we're all here. Uh, you know, we're headed into a new season. You know, Pastor Joe's already stirred up for leadership next, uh, doing something uh, for the leadership and, and speaking to the leadership on in January. So start praying. Uh, let's finish well. Let's finish strong. Let's finish humble and loving. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I love you and I thank you for my brothers and sisters. I thank you for this principle, Lord. But Father, we know all principles are put to the test. Lord, help us to go through them with flying colors, Lord. We pray for a work of your spirit in our lives, Lord. Father, that we would love one another, that we would, uh, our service would be not just to the select, but to all, Lord, that we would love people. We would love you and serve the people as we were, were serving you, Lord. So help us to give them the very best of, of what we do, Lord, whether it be hospitality or just passing out a bulletin or whatever we do in, in ministry, Lord, teaching the kids, Lord, help us inspire us encourage us and strengthen us and build us up lord that we may give the very best lord to you when we give it to them so father we love you we thank you for this year thank you for getting us through uh help us to finish well lord and father we pray for vision for the next uh, year lord as uh my pastor already has those things on his heart and mind. We pray, Lord, that we would be submitting to one another in love. And, Father, that the body here would work together to glorify you. So, Father, we love you. I thank you for my brothers and sisters. Father, continue to build them up. Strengthen them where they need strength, Lord. Encourage them. Father, do more than they could ask or think, Lord. We pray, Lord. Uh, for steps of faith, Lord, that they would take steps of faith, Father, and that they, they would watch you work in, in their lives and that we would be witnesses of what you do in each life here, Lord. Thank you for them. ask that you bless them as they go into their, uh, into their new week, Lord. We, we love you. We thank you. And we all say in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys.